The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Well, hello. I'm Kitty Maloney, and you probably know me from a little show called Banner Bumber Rolls. I've been labeled all kinds of things, a bitch, a bully, and a mean girl. But there is so much more to a person than what you see on TV. Tune in every Friday as I talk to some of my friends and castmates, celebrities, comedians, medical professionals, and maybe some political figures. And by the time we're done, you're going to love me. Hey, it's Patrick Starr. Welcome to Say Yes to the Guest. I've invited some of my most fiercest friends who be doing the most sometimes to spill some tea on everything from how they got success, how they stay inspired, and what they do on their downtime. Girl, we're talking about things that have never been discussed before. Oh, and of course, beauty and business. Are you ready? Say Yes to the Guest starts now. Hello, hello. Hi, Patrick Star. Hi, Patrick Ta. Hi, guys. Welcome to Say Yes to the Guest. Today, we have one of my most favorite guests and friends here on my podcast. I'm so honored to have him. New best friends or what? Mm, we'll wait till <laughs> we'll wait to see how this podcast goes. For those of you guys listening that don't know, Patrick Ta is one of the top celebrity makeup artists and is best known for his signature glowy look on celebrities like Gigi Hadid, Shay Mitchell, The Kardashians, Addison Rae, Ariana Grande, Katy Perry, Rihanna. Am I missing anybody? No. <laughs> Me, Patrick Star. Oh, oh yeah, Patrick Star. <laughs> you got to do my glam today for YouTube, so thank you for glamming me. It's yeah, been uh, six years in the making. I was really scared to do your makeup first <laughs> time you asked me, but I think like within like during quarantine, we like reconnected, and I think that I just felt safe to <laughs> to do your makeup. It's so crazy because we've been friends for so long, just to set the how we know each other. We met at Fame Expo in 2014. And then I was like done with Fame Expo, like leaving. And I went to go grab food with my friends. And you were all, you had also left too. I wanted to tag along. So yeah, I, he I literally was like, hi, myself. where are you guys going? Like, I want to join. And and I guess that set off our, our relationship six years ago. And here we are in 2020 in quarantine doing this podcast together to celebrate you and your success. And I want to get to know a little bit today about your success, your come up, because just knowing you for so long, I didn't realize the amount of success that you've had. I've been to your beautiful home. I see your beautiful makeup line. I see um, all the people around you that are just as successful and that I, that admire you. And I think what's so different about you that I've seen that I want everyone to know at home is that you are literally admired by these celebrities. And that shows that they trust you because you get keep getting booked and booked and booked over and over again and have attained such a level of success that is admirable. Oh, thank um, you. I think honestly, I, I don't feel that way. I feel like I'm constantly like trying to keep up <laughs> with you. Oh my gosh! No, it's it's just so amazing. And can you just tell a little bit about how you got started? Like, what is what's the tea on the success? I want to start from the very beginning and get to know how you came to be. Because to me, on the outside, it's just a phone, a little bit of makeup, and a dream, and boom, Patrick Ta Beauty. So I dropped out of high school. Uh, my I didn't know that. 
Yeah, I dropped out of high school oh. my junior year and I moved to Scottsdale, Arizona to just kind of reinvent myself. Like growing up, I was bullied like just like, just like you. I was mm. a very big boy. Mm. Um, I was like 240 pounds. For someone like in high school, like I definitely just didn't feel like safe in my own skin. So I just wanted to be out. I moved to Arizona and completely... Just wanted to like revamp myself and just to figure out who I am and what I like to do and like who I want to be. And so I moved to Arizona. It was somewhere close. It was affordable. And I convinced my parents that I was moving out there to go to culinary school. But I actually moved out there because I wanted to be, become friends with a certain group of people in <laughs> in Arizona and And how did you know these people through MySpace? Through MySpace. Oh my god. I came out there and I I think just because never being a part of like the popular group, I wanted that for my life. I think like you like when you don't have something you want it even more. So I think that has honestly like shaped my whole entire career. Even me being a makeup artist, like because I never felt like I could be in front of the camera. So let me be behind the camera. Mm -hmm. So um, it's crazy now that like what social media has given both you and I the mm-hmm. opportunity to like to share our stories and to just be just to share our passion for like what we do. And I'm so grateful for um, <laughs> for social media. But yeah, so I moved to Scottsdale. I was working at a restaurant for almost two years at like a, at a sushi bar. Mm-hmm. My parents wanted me to move home because. Coming from like an Asian American fam- family, I, the the other day Patrick actually showed me um, this oh video that really just touched on family. And I think coming from an Asian American family, you are held up to the standard where mm-hmm. they moved over to the U.S. for you right. to be successful, for literally. you, if for you if to make a life. If you're listening at home, this is literally me. <laughs> Yeah, for you to make a life for yourself. And obviously, like, I wasn't that golden child. My sister definitely was. But I dropped out of high school. I was gay. I mean, I, was, I, I wasn't out of the closet yet. But I just was, like, the black sheep of the family. But I somehow convinced my mom and my dad to open up a tanning and nail salon for me in Scottsdale, Arizona, which mm. um, I am so grateful for them. Because if they hadn't have given me that opportunity... Um, I wouldn't be able to learn all of the things that I've learned. Like I, 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 I so everything was under you. The nail salon and and the salon itself was under you, and this was your responsibility. Yeah, yeah. I'm, when I look back at it, like I remember the things like going through my head. Like, why wouldn't you want? Like, it was such a battle for them to even do this for me. But in my head back then, I was like, why wouldn't you do this for me? Like, I, I don't understand. Like, I'm telling you that this is such a great opportunity, but. Why don't you want to do it for you? Like, why aren't you just like doing it? Now that I look back, if I had a kid that was 18 or 17 years old begging their parents to do this for them in a different state, I'd be like, oh, hell no. They basically gave me my career. When they say that they that they gave you your career, are, are you talking about they like aren't your saying, career? They aren't saying that they gave me a career. I'm saying that they mm, gave me like... Right, but what, what, what are you saying about it that shaped your career today? Because I was thrown into the environment of being the boss mm. when I was like 18 years old to my employees that were a lot older than me. And back then, and maybe still now, like I, like I, I did not know how to manage people. As an 18-year-old just running around telling people what to do and not even knowing myself, 
I was learning as I was going and um, that that experience was such a crazy experience because we ended up having to shut down year three and it was such like a, a big like moment in my life. I thought my life was over. I thought I, I, I came into work one day and the doors were chained lock from our landlord because we couldn't pay our rent and mm. I had, and my parents had no idea because I, I didn't tell them and when I had to tell them like Ooh. the disappointment was like I'm scared. <laughs> like I, I, I'm, I, I'm scared now. But my parents were there, and they were there to protect me, and they were there to basically like let me know that everything is gonna be okay. Like, but like you messed up. Mm. We're gonna help you. Right. But like, and I'm so lucky that they were even willing to do that. But. Dang. I think that's what's so great about I think Asian parents is mm. that they're tough love, but they're still love love. They never want you to leave the nest. They like they yeah. they want they wanted me to stay home until I'm like to live to live at home until I was thirty. But like I'm 29 now, and I look back and I wouldn't like change anything because moving away like it made me grow up, and I don't mm-hmm. think I, I would be where I am today if I didn't experience that like bankruptcy and all of that. Mm. It's crazy because listening to you, Mama Star and Papa Star, if they are watching or listening they if they had the choice they would have chained me up at home too <laughs> until they were like they would literally tell my friends don't leave don't give patrick any ideas don't you know work here we'll open up a makeup uh salon for you or a little space and i know this auntie and uncle that can, has a has a daughter or nephew and it's just crazy that there are parallels but let's let's fast forward to to the makeup like because i found yo ass on social media I think we just Found each other On social mm-hmm. media And I remember You had a turban on At a MAC collection um, That was actually My first day Working at MAC oh, I thought right. that I thought it was It was like Style seeker Yes And I thought Like I had to be Wearing a full face Of makeup mm-hmm. I thought I had to be so extra and <laughs> I definitely wore like a huge golden like silver <laughs> necklace. She was a drag queen girl. Chains and I'm gonna need a copy of all those pictures just for some I reference. honestly looked really good. So I'm gonna you show did. you. You did. You were bronze and gorgeous. And I remember seeing your turban and everything. And then um fast forward we, we met at Fame Expo. You invited yourself to dinner and then I think we just reconnected um back and forth whether I was in LA. But there was one particular story that I want to share in Miami. So this is I think the I think I, would would you agree that this story that I'm about to tell is like the the pinnacle of your career it or a turning point? It definitely is, yeah. Yes, but it, it's so awesome that I felt like I was I was there or somewhat a part of it because so I was in Miami assisting Renny Vasquez for a master class that he was doing, and you were in Miami, literally on Miami Beach, at the same time doing a wedding. Yeah. And I remember I had finished Renny Vasquez assisting in his class and you had finished your bride doing your touch-ups and we decided to meet up for sushi. So funny, we just had sushi today. Too. Oh, I only eat sushi. <laughs> we I still sushi. have sushi. So we, we met up for um sushi and at the dinner, or we met at your hotel, this glamorous hotel, I remember. I was just admiring like you were doing these beautiful brides doing full glam. And here I am, not knowing, looking like a drag queen per se, meeting you for sushi. And I remember you told me you had a job the next day to, for, in where was it, DR or somewhere out of the country. It was in the, the Dominican Republic. Yeah, in, in Dominican Republic, you had a job the next day. But then at dinner, you're like, you brought up to me, you're like, hey, I have a 
client that is requesting me for the AMAs in LA. And I was like, okay. He goes, and you, and you said, I never done her before. I think this will be a big move in my career, but I don't know what to do. And I think I want to do it. And me being a makeup working makeup artist at that time, I was like, oh my gosh, like what, like, what are you going to do? And then you said, I think I'm going to do it. You changed your flight. You canceled that gig in the Dominican Republic and went and did it. And that client for the AMAs that you glammed for the first time was. So my heart, before I say that, I. I, I <laughs> You're going to draw the audience. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tease them. So, so I'm not, I'm definitely not proud of canceling that client because you should never cancel a client. I think, I think if I could go back, like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I would change, if I would change it. <laughs> yeah. I like to like stick to my word now. So mm-hmm. if I book someone, I'm going to do them. Of course. Of um, course. But that client was Gigi Hadid and mm-hmm. Gigi has completely changed my life. Like moving to LA and, and meeting her and meeting all these other celebrities like that have basically like given me this career and that have given me this life that I never thought that I would be able to do. Like I remember like telling my parents, like, I'm gonna go to LA and I'm gonna charge like $75 for for, for makeup. Like not what? not really? knowing what people charged back then because mm. I had just started makeup like when mm-hmm. I when I moved here. I wasn't doing makeup before. I was working at Mac for six months. So not knowing what to charge people, but I thought I was making a lot of money. I thought I my 75 I t- a pop. I told my parents I was doing like maybe six, seven people a day. I was making almost Almost, almost five hundred dollars a day, and I, I thought I was killing it. I was so grateful for these opportunities and just to, a chance to practice makeup on people. And my parents were like, you should charge cheaper. Like you what? would do, you you would do even more people if you charge cheaper. I was like, you are right, mom. Like, but like, my, <laughs> but really quick, hold on, pause. If if I recall the James Charles video that you did, you were part of the expensive side of makeup because James Charles did this makeup artist where it was like low, middle, high in, t- in terms of price. And girl, what was that like? Thousands of dollars worth of glam and go, and it's just crazy to see what, what you have come. Besides Gigi, what kept you going from the outside and looking at you? It was literally, I think, beautiful pictures, beautiful girls, social media girls that got you. I think I think so. Traction? One of like this, this like this publication said that I was like selfie made because mm. I started taking selfies with all my clients and not it was it was not only Gigi but like Shay Mitchell. She gave me my first cover and working with her has given me so much confidence in just my own artistry because she loves makeup and she knows her face and mm-hmm. she knows what she wants and like right. when you work with a client that knows what they want and that challenges you, you grow. And she has definitely taught me a lot. She's got her makeup done by, I think, the best of the best. And for me, like, I think whenever a client of mine uses other people, it keeps me on my toes. I'm like, oh, did she use him over me or her over me? Like, mm. it makes you like a little bit jealous, but it makes you work harder the next time. Really? And, yeah. But what 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 would you say about your career? Because I myself get shocked when celebrities ask me to to do a collab with me, not just even one on one glam and go, but like on camera, because that's even more pressure. Because I can't even concentrate on the makeup or the conversation or both at the same time. But for me, I think it would be like my personality or my chemistry or what I show on screen. What would you say in that private one-on-one, like non-filmed environment that that makes, that makes keeps them attracted to you to want to keep using you over and over? Definitely whenever I meet someone, I am very quiet. Mm-hmm. I think celebrities, when they're getting their makeup done for a red carpet, it's a lot of stress for them. 
and they just want to be in a calm, relaxed environment. And I try not to bring too much extraness because um, I think I would find myself in the past, like, I think as Instagram got like bigger and influencing and influencers and beauty gurus like like started and like YouTube started started like just really like popping off like in like the beauty community like like maybe I thought I was like somebody mm-hmm. and I would come into work like thinking that I'm like I'm the talent but like that's not how it is like mm-hmm. makeup artists like me we are there to serve a purpose like we are there to basically perform like a job for someone like we're on their time our lives look like on instagram they look glamorous for me i show the finished product and i never really show the before product because my clients don't usually let me do that but right that sounds like to me checking the ego you know when you said i'm not the talent and you're you know you're the makeup artist but when when did that happen did that happen when you started working with celebrities or like on big productions when i did kim kardashian west i wanted to throw up and when she asked me at her house i wanted i want you to do my makeup and i was like get the fuck out of here bitch you was you was lying and then it happened and then she walked into the room and the first thing i said when she walked in i don't think we got it on camera she i was like this is fake this is a hologram and i literally had no idea that someone like that so i can't even imagine i i've worked with very few celebrities compared to you but on a professional level like re- reoccurring so what was it like even just working with all these people I'm still nervous all the time. Mm -hmm. And I think I go into these jobs like just it's like it's like it's like we're dating. Mm -hmm. Um, We go on our first date, then our second date. And like you're like, oh, my God, are they going to call me? Did I impress them? Like, Mm -hmm. do like do they like me? Mm -hmm. Oh, my God, are they cheating on me? It's Mm -hmm. like it's like very much like dating. And it's like very hard if you don't have like a thick skin. Mm -hmm. It can be actually really hard and like really, really like mentally draining because it's like you blame it on your like your own like self-worth or mm-hmm. your own talent or if you like aren't good enough. Mm-hmm. So I think that being in this industry, you have to have like a really tough skin and you have to be able to like just know that it's not personable. Like they just want to feel their best. Sometimes they want to change change looks and it's not you or maybe it is you, but like I am still figuring this <laughs> like I'm still figuring that. I just yeah, I'm still figuring that out. Yeah, I, I would imagine because, you know, for me as a person, and I, there's two types of people in, in terms of when it comes to like relationships, there's two types of people. And for me, I'm one of these people where whenever I meet someone, I assume the best in them. I know that's not always the case for everybody where you start at 100 and then you maintain your 100. But I would feel like when getting a job or like a celebrity, you start from zero and you earn your points and hopefully get to 100 and you know keep that 100 you know what i mean mm-hmm. so that's i think whenever i work with a celebrity or you know just anybody rather or in a relationship and we're working somewhere i feel like i have to prove myself not just for the cloud of it all but to showcase who i am what i stand for and most of all how i do it is the most important thing especially being someone online and i would assume the same because also too like you are so coveted on the red carpet you are a lamer ambassador you have your own makeup line and you've partnered with so many brands you girl you be making the coin girl it ain't no lie you be making you be making the coin girl you 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 have some cute style girl you make you know but it's 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 just crazy to see how you're able to juggle things and also i saw you the other day when i was over you were glamming um a few girls on tiktok and you had 
a couple assistants there and you seem to now, I feel like hearing your story from the nail salon have grasped how to manage people and appreciate them. Like he, you're so well-mannered, you're so cute and it's just really nice. You're like, thank you, great job today. You know, I think you validate them as much as they validate you, I think for just showing up. I think I realized, like I definitely did, did, didn't do it before that before so I'm definitely learning myself mm. and I just have realized that like these people that come into my life like they work so hard for me and I think people who move to LA you move to LA because you want to be some like you want to make something of your life you want to do something for your life you want to become something and everyone is like on that like that path to just like their version of the top the the girls that work with me I am so grateful for because what they do is like they're constantly trying to what can they do to help me so I always like I know that and I know like I, I know how much like how hard they work for me so I try to show my appreciation other ways and I do want them to be successful so um, the assistants that have worked for me like I try to tag them in, in everything I do I push for them for jobs um, that is so nice by the way because I love them it's so crazy how you tag your assistants and tag the people that you work with. Because I know just some people out there just don't be tagging at all, let alone the celebrities. You'd be lucky to get a tag from them. But but they but they love you, which is so crazy. Yeah, I, I've had like like a handful of assistants throughout my career in Los Angeles, and like they have become such like a little tight family. Even the ones that don't work with me anymore, like some have like moved on, and now they're signed to the same agency that I'm mm -hmm. signed with. Um, we're all such like close friends still, and I consider them like my actual friends. Like I would like hang out with them and not and like not on like a work, a work basis. And I think during quarantine, it was like such an eye opener for me because I think we go. I mean, in in both of our industries, we have very like we live very similar lives, but in different like mm -hmm. in different lanes. Really quick, but when you say but we're in both of our industries, we under the same industry of beauty, but you're talking about the social media industry of makeup. No, like also you are like um, a YouTuber, you're a beauty influencer, mm -hmm. like right. you have a brand. I am on the other side. I'm not the influencer. I'm not the. You're an influencer. I'm like the makeup artist. <laughs> you are an influencer. I do have a brand. <laughs> <laughs> You're an influencer. So during quarantine, like we're trying to build our our lives. We're trying to build our empire, like what as like you would say, mm -hmm. um, and we're just like go go go. Even today, it was such a like a long, a long day, <laughs> and you're with. You're with we said that for this podcast, and Patrick does like after we filmed the YouTube video, and he's like, "Girl, this is a long day." Of course, it's a long day. You were on set with an artist the other day. From I know, but seven I'm, to like ten p.m. But I don't have to perform. I'm just like sitting and just like touching up. Like this is like you're a founder girl. You better you better boss up. This there's gonna be more of this because I think people deserve to know you and who you are and what you stand for. I think in the past couple of weeks, I've gotten to know your heart. I've gotten to know your personality. And I like I was just saying as you were doing my makeup earlier, I was like, I think it'll be so impressive that people would see us as brands as quote unquote competitors in the industry, you know, kick it as friends behind the scenes. And also like with you and your assistants celebrating them, because I think we're in a new generation of beauty where we celebrate each other. I think not just whatever's going on in the world, but I think that's what's needed now is celebrating um, and making room for each other, creating opportunity for each other, because it's such a, it can be such a beautiful industry at the end of the day. And the irony is that we are working in beauty, but sometimes we all know it can be so ugly. But I think I, I'm really impressed that we're even able to come together as friends and not treat each other like competitors where once upon a time, you know, years ago, this would have never been the case. But yet here we are. 
which I think is so crazy. It's because we Asian, huh? I think we like just, rice. I we think stick it's together because we're Asian, and like <laughs> I think I've we found common ground in like our crazy lives during quarantine, and I think we have like very similar like wants, and we have similar. Things that we're going through, we might look different, but but what you mean, girl? <laughs> we are drags together. Um, so speak, speaking of wants, did you want a brand, or like when did you want a brand from the very beginning, from when you like lost the salon and started makeup, charging seventy five dollars? Like when did when was it in your career? Like oh, I I want my own beauty brand. I think that um, the beauty brand is like. Basically, it was like one of the goals. Mm. Um, it wasn't always like a want because I, I didn't even know that like this was even like an option. So I just never mm. really even like dreamed that big. But Same. as <laughs> as as time went on in this industry that that we are now in, like it felt like that was the next step. The most fun is creating the product. The scariest stuff is actually putting it, it to life and selling it. And um, yeah. Seeing reviews and like, I think both as brand founders, when we create product, we create product that we love and that mm-hmm. we hope that the world is going to love. We're not people that just slaps our name on something and just like calls mm-hmm. it a day and puts it on the shelf. Like, I like live and breathe this brand. And mm-hmm. it honestly, it does hurt my feelings when I see like a review or something that makeup is so different for everyone. And the way that everyone uses it, just like even like you and I, mm-hmm. the way that you do makeup, the way that I do makeup, it's completely different. And it's mm-hmm. okay because mm-hmm. what works for you works for you or what works for me works for me. But I think people should be open to just because it doesn't work for you, for you it, it, it doesn't mean it's bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're learning this as a founder because I remember you said earlier as a makeup artist, you had to build tough skin. Are you having to find that about yourself as a founder that you have to build a little bit of grit and like tough skin too? Yeah, I think just believing in yourself and believing in your own product and like standing standing behind it because definitely like for all the amazing comments that you'll get hundreds of, it takes, one, it takes one, bitch. It takes one it to takes, ruin your whole motherfucking day. It takes one comment to really just like to just change your whole entire mood, and that's not what I want. And like, but but the thing is, like, or a wonky review on Rare Beauty. It's my, anyway. It's my, it's my, it's my name, and so I want it to. Of course. I want people to like to to love it just as mm-hmm. much as I do, and I try to like educate mm-hmm. and to share how I like to do things. But mm-hmm. again, how I, what I like to do isn't what's like. I can share as many times as I as I can, but people will even I, I've seen like videos of like, well, Patrick says to do it like this, but I'm gonna do it like this. Me. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I will say my makeup is sitting, and you did an amazing job. But I think the difference with me is like like I I, I did not know this about you. I think in being more sensitive to your brand, because in my past I've had collaborations, I've had friends, I've had collaborations that have been per se judged online for whatever reason and maybe have not been received the best. I, I've I've been most most definitely um, I've experienced that in my career because I've had that five collections with Mac in a row. But this is your this is your first. This is your first product, your first baby. And Patrick Top Beauty is, is one year old, right? Yeah, it's uh, it's about a year and a few months old. Wow. Well, happy, happy brand. It's still standing, going strong. <laughs> yeah, it's honestly crazy. I think that from the beginning to now, it's ch- we've I've 
I've just like I've grown so much in like what I want, and I think that like as an artist, you're constantly creating, and my style is changing. I'm evolving, so I'm excited for what's to come. Really quick, what was your um, reason for Patrick Top Beauty? So growing up, like I knew I was gay, but I wasn't out, and I'm sure that you felt the same way. Mm-hmm. But girls were the ones who basically gave me like a safe haven, like they were mm-hmm. my shields to the world. I could feel comfortable around them and just like talk the way that I wanted to talk and to um, just say things and like just have like girl talk. And mm-hmm. um, I just wanted to create makeup and I think the reason why I do makeup is because I want to empower like women to feel confident and beautiful in their own skin and how they have given me like confidence and they have given me this career and um, so just again staying like having integrity and having integrity for my brand and what we stand for and how I started and where I started and just just showing gratitude to the people that like basically gave me this opportunity. My friend Hank and Henry, who is um, who also has a, a beautiful brand, also told me, and it stuck with me ever since he told me, you cannot make money without meaning. And so the, seeing your naming of she's so LA, she's thirsty, you commemorating these amazing women in your life, these muses, these major moments, these beautiful women. Yeah. So I have like my, my second collection was Monochrome Moment. And the names are she's strong, she's proud, mm-hmm. um, she's bold, she's adorable, she's passionate, she's seductive. Is like all char- characteristics of the woman that I want to have surround me. I want like you are like a a version of the people that you have around you, and mm-hmm. I want to have strong people around me so I can become stronger. And I think it's really important to like to surround yourself with like people who inspire you and motivate you. And I tell my assistants like. I don't want you to just to be here to clean my brushes, to get me things, to do this for me. Like, I want you to bring something to the table. You need to bring, you tell me if I'm wrong. You tell me if, if, if there's a better way to do it. Mm. I'm not always right. So I want someone that like, is confident and that, that can like, put me in my place, mm-hmm. um, but also like, be respectful. <laughs> <laughs> I would say so many people love you. And when I, I, I forgot to mention this, that fucking party girl, that Patrick Ta Beauty party was a spectacle. I had never seen so many celebrities and celebrity makeup artists, hot men, boba, <laughs> drinking boba and cheersing with Shay Mitchell, that beautiful dress and walking the red carpet at your party was like, I would say out of- You told me, you told me that there was people- with your photo outside of my party. <laughs> yes. Do you guys remember that? We are laughing here. I think, did, did, I, not, did, did I have a, a car or an SUV? I had an SUV at that time. And literally there was pictures already printed of me asking like, Patrick Star. And I'm like sending autographs. I was like, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I thought it was so cool. I I, I think you fucking planned that, but just tell me now. Just confess that you had pre pre pictures printed of me. Um, I did not do that. Actually, that was that was so cool. I, I felt like royalty, and there was so many people there to support. There was you. a lot of paparazzi. I I like I know that it was my party, but like you I had just, Rosie, you had all these supermodels there, you had all these girls there, all these gorgeous men there, and it was just like such. It was literally such a spectacle. I think because I had been to so many like influencers or brand parties, I had never seen the level of celebrity at anyone's party ever before, and j- that just goes to show that so many people showed up and showed out for you. Everyone was in that 
that rose gold, dusty pink. And I know I sent I sent a Pantone um, shade of like, <laughs> wear these colors, please. Um, but I felt so loved that night. And like the amount of love that was in the room, I feel like people could feel it too. And mm-hmm. um, it was just such like a great night for me. But I do realize that like after that party, like when I get married, like I want a small intimate wedding. Really? So. You can really enjoy, like, I, I I put so much work into that party and I didn't get to enjoy it because I was saying hi to so many people. But mm. I think definitely, like, if I get married, I... Am I invited to the wedding, though? Yeah, go. Oh, my gosh. I want to have, like, a destination wedding because I want to have a week full of memories. And I think what was bad about that night is that I didn't get to enjoy the time with, like, my friends from high school, my friends from Arizona. Mm. Um, just the people like I, I invited some of like my um, my Mac managers to that party. You did? I did. I uh, did too for my first Mac launch. And I, and That's I, uh, crazy. You were just telling me it's really cool to like for them to like see it full circle, and that was like a memorable night for me because my friends, my family, my parents got to see. Oh, and you got to finally get to prove to them that you made something of yourself. Yeah, there's no there's no better feeling than mm. I mean, especially me like from like what I put them through. There's no better feeling than having your mom and your dad be proud of you. Right. When when did they realize? Was it at that moment that you had that huge ass party that they realized? No. I think it was my first like makeup contract and when I started doing bigger jobs, like commercial jobs, I would tell my parents like, "Mom, guess what they're paying me for this? <laughs> oh my God, me too. <laughs> and I would keep just telling them like, I just made this much money, mom. Can you believe this? Oh they're like, gosh. what? That's amazing. You know, it's so crazy. I would do that too to my parents too because I think they wanted to me to be a nurse so freaking bad. I just remember just sharing a little bit of that with my parents just to give them perspective of what that is. And I always tell everybody that comes into my life, we only go with what we know. And what they knew was nursing. What they knew was college. I'm first generation American. They, they immigrated from the Philippines, became citizens here. So it's crazy that I had to give them perspective of, of life outside of what they knew. But that is okay because that's yes, what they know. Yes, of course. Yeah, but I had to shove it down their throats. I'm the oldest of three, three boys. And Be I'm nice. gay. Be I'm nice flamboyant. I know that you reminded me the other day. But it's, it's just also, it's also good. I, I think because I wanted to prove myself so hard and also yeah. like listening to your story, you, you proved yourself so hard too. Like you just wanted to I think you we, <laughs> we both learned that we both love to hear um, our, our love language is... <laughs> Is um, what, what what's her love language? Yeah, your love language is validation. If that is so, is, is yours, if, girl. I okay. okay. Tell me what. Tell me why am I so why am I so good? I, did I not talk for the past half hour of how amazing you are? <laughs> no. Like, what more is there else to say? Your love, your love language no, but that, is words but, of but affirmation. But that's what I'm saying. Like, you just want your parents to say that to you. Like, you no, and you no. remind. Yes, you do. No, it like for me, I just wanted no, to prove a point. Yeah, that's exactly what. <laughs> that's my love that, language that, that, to my that, parents. That, 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 I wanted that. to prove that I can make it as a makeup artist. It's that, that that was me. I think just because I was so I don't want to say suppressed. I think or or like I just want to show them like, hey, there's more to this, and that's why naming a lipstick after Mama Star and an eyeshadow after Papa Star was so important. Putting them in my music videos, putting them in my campaigns, showing them what I do, um, being able to hire my brother Peter to work with me full time. And for us to have a, a, a life, I'm, I'm renovating their home. I'm showing them that that this is what Patrick Star has done. Is It's like so important to me. Um, but yeah, your level I'm really, of language I'm is really, I like, that's really like, 
the fact that you do that all for your family and mm-hmm. and even like your friends. I renovated any of their houses. What you talking about? <laughs> Look at them. You just started something. They waited for me to, to renovate. <laughs> No, but I, I I love my team. We talked about this. Yeah, I love my yeah. team. I love my team too. Mm-hmm. What would your advice be? Two pieces of advice for makeup artists that are listening or entrepreneurs that, that want to start up and also for, for business owners. Or I guess you can kind of combine them and, and do one. What would you say for someone wanting to make it? I think for someone who wanting to make it as a makeup artist, it's okay. Like everyone has their own journey um, and just Remember to be ready if you're given the opportunity. Make sure that you're ready. Mm-hmm. Don't take it if you're not ready. Because I think if you want to be a celebrity makeup artist, you have one chance to impress these people. Because mm-hmm. there are hundreds of makeup artists out there. And like the people that work on, I think, the celebrity, there's maybe like a hundred mm-hmm. um, out of the hundreds of thousands of artists in, in the world. And there's some people that I wish that I never did back like a, really? a few years ago that... I could do now and just so I could feel more confident in my skills and even like honestly like right now the other day like I did a job that really challenged me but I was so annoyed in the beginning but I left so inspired at, Girl, you at was the texting end. me. You were like, "Oh my god, I've been here for so long." And then at the beginning earlier in the day you texted me and then later you're like, I'm going to glam you so it. I said, girl, slow your roll. Slow your roll. Let's not get too crazy. But that's really awesome. I just realized that like my makeup is like very just like wearable, gorgeous makeup. But if someone says do this, I want to be able to do it. Like I want to be able to like draw a crazy graphic liner in like five seconds and not just like take a whole entire day doing like the left eye. Five years ago, I told myself I want to work with models and, and actresses. And I'm telling myself today that I want to work with artists now because they inspire me and they are so creative. And just the whole team on their teams are just, it's like full of like, you're bringing like things to life and I want to be a part of that. That's crazy. So we've talked about your career, the come up, your business, the celebrity. Girl, what's going on behind them closed doors? Like we talked about love language. Like what's the... What's the tea? Like, how do you balance? You want, like, actually, before we started, you wanted to talk about your happiness outside of work. And let's talk about it, girl. What you doing outside of work? I know, but what what can the viewers know in terms of work-life balance? I'm working really hard on myself right now. I think something that I've, I've told myself for the, like, since 2019, 2018, 2017, I used to be in, like, really good shape. And I really am, like, I, for some reason, I just can't, I tell myself, like, no more boba, no more boba, please. Like, and I tell my assistants, do not get me a boba. And I ask for a fucking boba every single day. I drink boba every single day. And I think that is like the the downfall of... Let me just tell everyone, not just any kind of freaking boba. We have to go all the way to Hollywood. What is it called? If I'm going to drink boba, I'm going to drink the boba that I like. Girl, but anyway, your, your palate is just so crazy. I don't know if it's the culinary bitch in you, but you have a certain taste for boba. We got We drove... 30 minutes to get this boba. I dropped off my friend at the airport. We went to go get boba and you took one step and you're like, no, this is disgusting. We should have went to the one in Hollywood. And I was like, damn, it tastes the same. Boba's boba. Taro is taro to me. It is not. But it's just so, so, so we're working on your health. We and are fitness. both working on our health and fitness. I just want to feel good about myself mm-hmm. in order to feel good about everything else. And mm-hmm. um, I think that's a huge like love yourself before you can love anyone else. Like I definitely want to get married. I want to have a kid. 
um, o- over quarantine. It's it's. it's I, I thought you meant you would have had to have a kid over quarantine. That's like, girl, slow them over. I would have a kid over quarantine too. You would mm-hmm. over quarantine. I realized that like life isn't all about work. And who are my friends? Like who mm. who can I call in LA? Like if I have me, bitch, you fucking call me every day. I love and I, I love calling call you every day. I love calling I call you. I call Patrick every day, and he now mocks me for it. So I'm not calling him anymore. No, <laughs> I love it. I call you every day. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I'll start. <laughs> no, but um, over quarantine, I just realized like who are my friends, and like because before I'm constantly like it sounds so dramatic, but like I'm on planes all the time, like chasing girls around, like just like wanting to touch their face and like doing what they want to do or and but what about like what about my life and what about mm-hmm. what about what I want so over mm-hmm. quarantine um I was allowed to wake up and do what I wanted to do work out when I wanted to work out mm-hmm. eat what I want to eat and um it's been a, such a like an eye opener to like life isn't all, all about work and I like want to share that to a lot of people maybe, maybe not everyone not everyone got time off during quarantine but I think it was such like an amazing like reset for me I was so scared at first because I never thought that like I thought my my career was set like mm-hmm. like Hollywood's Did, not going anywhere. W- w- would you say that it got old or it got boring or you got complacent or you just needed something new? Because I would imagine when I met you six years ago, now in this past year, having dealt with COVID and quarantine, five of those years was just grinding, grinding, grinding. I think I just didn't have time to think. I didn't have time to sit in my own thoughts. Mm-hmm. Like when I was home and I was like lonely or when I, when I was like home and alone, like I would like find something to do ra- like rather than just like, sit in my thoughts and like what do I like what do I want I found out that I just like I love interior design I love I love homes I want to I want you were showing me your fucking doorknobs the other day and it's I've been gorgeous. waiting for a doorknobs for four months and now I have to wait another two months no way yeah these doorknobs are the death of me. Oh my Girl, god! When I have they to are... go, I have to push the door slightly open with two fingers just to get in, and I have to put a towel in between the doorknob when I'm taking a piss in the pod because it is like a peeping tom <laughs> hole, girl. You get these fucking doorknobs, bitch. Um, but I will say, you are literally husband, boyfriend material. You love your home. You love your family. You love culture. You love food. You're a working man, and I think that just shows what type of person you are, which is an overall amazing person. Oh, was was that a good choice of words? Yeah? Did you yeah, like it? I like it. Thanks for saying all those nice things to me. You're so nice to me. Well, of course. <laughs> what uh, would you tell your younger self, like your 15-year-old self now? Advice. <sighs> that life is going to be okay. Mm, that's good. I would tell myself the same freaking thing. Just keep going, girl. You are known for doing the most. So I have a segment called Doing the Most. How am I known for doing the most? So I actually like when Patrick met me like two weeks ago and we started to reconnect. He's saying that I just put out this energy that I am bougie and I am not bougie. Girl, you picked me up in your motherfucking G wagon, bitch, and you just got a Range Rover this week. If that, I'm not, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna be nice and stop there, girl. It's admirable, but you is just, you're one of my most bougie like friends. No, okay, okay, but there's a segment called Doing the Most, and I have a couple of questions. Are you ready to play? Yes. Okay, Doing the Most. Doing the most, bitch. Who do you think is doing the most? You. <laughs> You have a team of 15 people here, right here in, in the room. I have a team of zero. No, I'm kidding. Bitch, no, you I'm fucking kidding. lying. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. What means the most to you? I think recently, like, integrity. 
Integrity. What about it? Um, just staying true to like yourself and what you stand in and what you believe in because LA can be a very like very tough city and things can change very quickly and just staying true to who you are and where you come from. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Um, when were you the most messy? I think one of my first jobs back from quarantine, I, I wasn't used to working and I I was done. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a long day. It was a long day and I had to go. Um, <laughs> but I left when I when I left left set earlier than when we wrapped, I like my heart sank. I was like what the hell do you think you're doing, Patrick? Like, <laughs> you just started working again. Like, what the hell do you think you are doing? But we're fine now. Mm, okay. Um, this is funny. Um, what is the most expensive thing you have? You just talked about this fucking nine-foot ass statue that you just got for your living room, bitch. <laughs> you- probably my, probably my, my, my house. Yes. Your house is beautiful. I completely remodeled it and... I love it. I love it. Beautiful house. Well, thank you so much to Patrick Ta. Be sure to check out Patrick Ta Beauty at Sephora and PatrickTaBeauty.com. Follow Patrick Ta now on YouTube and also on social media at Patrick Ta and his branch page, Patrick Ta Beauty. Um, Thank you so much for being here on Say Yes to the Guests. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Yes, you are successful. I love you so much. And let's go get boba and let's (laughs) chat more and boys and things and doorknobs and I'll see you in five minutes. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed this episode of Say Yes to the Guest. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast and follow at Say Yes to the Guest on all social platforms. Remember, you are successful. Now go out and be the bad bitch you truly are. Can't wait to chat with you next time. Bye.